what to do today is episode one on nothing but smoke with your host Janon Joshua the topic for today is a book I just started reading it's called confidence by Martin Meadows I'm not sure if it's Martin Meadows or Martin Meadows it's okay because it's a great book so let's get it started here we go So he talks about something called self-efficacy. I had no clue what that meant until I started reading this book. Apparently, it means confidence in a particular skill or ability. Now, we are not going to talk about the entire book. Like, come on. But but there is a particular chapter which I want to really talk about. Is where he really talks about where you develop your self-efficacy with these five different rules. So rule number one where he talks about is setting goals which are slightly above your current ability. And the way he puts it is that you have three zones in your life which you face every day. The first zone which you face on a day-to-day basis is your comfort zone. Yes, most of us know what the comfort zone is. It's the zone where you feel completely safe. It's familiar. It's where your skills are. It's your safe haven. This zone for a person who is really shy would be his family, his friends, and his inner circle. The next zone is your stretch zone. Now, this is your money zone. If you are looking to improve in yourself, this is the place you gotta work. It is slightly above your comfort zone which means you have the skills required to do it, but you still feel uncomfortable to do it. But here's where you start working to expand the comfort zone of yours. For a shy person, this would mean that talking to a stranger or maybe even doing something simple as asking for directions from a stranger. Last zone. Last zone is the panic zone. Panic zone is where you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. You don't have the skills to be here yet. It scares the shit out of you. Take that shy person and put him in a situation where he needs to give a speech to a large audience. He's going to freak the shit out. That's why this is called the panic zone. This is the most uncomfortable place for you to be in. It is going to cause stress. It's going to cause anxiety because you don't have the skills to be here yet. Okay, I know we spoke about skills. I know we spoke about abilities and all this stuff. But one problem which I face with a lot, right, is getting up in the morning. I'm not sure about you, but I have a tough time getting up in the morning every single day. So I wanted to use one of these techniques to get better at getting up in the morning. Like I get up by... Like 8 a.m. every single day and I wanted to get up by 5 o'clock in the morning okay, I would have extra time to work out maybe to practice some music or read a book I did try to get up at 5 but it was way too tough I mean every time I tried I used to hit the snooze button over and over again what I started doing was I started to set the alarm clock five minutes earlier than where I usually get up. So I started to set the clock at around okay, 7.45, 8 
then I moved it to 740 and then I moved it to 730 and I kept doing this week on week and before I knew it I was getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. That's the one way you could start to stretch out your comfort zone into your stretch zone basically. For those who have high motivation, unlike me, you could just set it at 5 o'clock in the morning and force yourself to get up. That is one way of doing it. But the good thing is, the more you do it, the more confident you get because you are doing something which is extremely challenging for yourself and you're putting yourself through that. In turn, which would actually build your self-efficacy. Now let's get on to rule number two. Breaking down goals into smaller and simpler pieces. Now, people who have low self-efficacy tend to believe that they cannot complete a task because it's way too difficult. I don't know if you've ever tried to learn a language, but that shit is crazy tough. Because like, every time you look at a new language, there's so much which goes into it. You have grammar, you have new pronunciations, you have new characters to learn. It's crazy enough that you have to learn something from fresh, but all these new new things, even the way you say things, even the way even the way the words work is not the same as English. And that is crazily overwhelming if if you are getting into it for the first time. Now what Martin Meadows actually says is that instead of looking at it as a whole big picture and thinking of it as a huge ocean, let's start breaking it down into smaller pieces. We need to understand that, yes, the goal is to learn a new language, but the goal is not mastering. If our goal is communication, and when I mean by communication, the ability to have a conversation with the native speaker, then your goal isn't necessarily to learn how to write. For example, if you want to learn Cantonese, imagine learning every single character. It's gonna be crazy. But what if I told you that all you need to do is learn 50 sentences and just know what they mean and when to use them? The entire task of learning the language seems simpler. And that's basically what he means by saying breaking down task into smaller and simpler pieces. So great. So you made your bigger problem smaller and you've understood that you need to push yourself little by little every single day. But what's next? Next is rule number three. Rule number three is focusing on the bigger picture. Yes, I told you don't look at the complete picture just yet, but you listen up to me, listen up. When I say focusing on the big picture, I want you to understand that it doesn't matter if it's a small goal or a big goal, everything has a picture. The only thing the only thing here is that I want you to look at it look at it from a goal perspective on what you want to achieve. Now do you know the difference between a novice and an expert? If you don't, it's okay. I can't help you out. Now, a novice would look at a goal and just look at the surface level of it. 
you wouldn't get a complete sense of what's happening behind the scenes. But an expert, what he does is he would look at the core of what he needs to achieve. He would cut out the bullshit, which isn't really required, and try to understand what is only required to get the job done. In other words, which means he comes up with a strategy to solve the problem. If I had to put this to you in a simpler term, every time you're faced with a goal or a problem, I want you to ask yourself one question. Just one question. You are going to ask yourself, what is the one thing? What is the one thing if you start doing, it makes the entire goal achievable or makes the entire problem easier? That, my friends, is your rule number three okay so okay, i'm about to hit you with some psychological facts which is your rule number four rule number four is more to do with your psychology because it talks about reframing your obstacles and you're like josh what does reframing obstacles mean okay, okay i'm gonna tell you now, reframing your obstacles is nothing but changing the idea you have about the problem you're facing. When you face a problem, you have two ways of looking at it. You can look at it from a negative perspective, or you can look at it from a positive perspective. Now, the most important thing which high-value people have or people who have extremely high confidence have is that when faced with the problem, they don't see it as a problem. They see it as a factor of motivation for them. They see it as a step in which they can achieve their goal if they complete it. But this is not the case for a person who has low self-confidence or low self-efficacy in this case he would start to look at the problem as saying, this is way too tough for me to do. There is no way for me to complete it. it. A problem would start to discourage a person with low self-efficacy. So when we are talking about reframing your obstacles, it's not the obstacles we are reframing here, but it's the mindset which you have towards the problem which, you're trying to, which we are trying to reframe. You need to start looking at the problem as an opportunity to conquer it and not something which is stopping you from reaching a goal. And remember, if it was easy to do it, everybody would do it. If it was easy to be a millionaire, everybody would be a millionaire. You have those obstacles to weed out the people who cannot make it. Rule number five. This is probably my favorite rule out of the five rules here. It's just, it's just by saying that take control over your life. So what does that mean? You mean you mean take control of your life, but you are in control of your life. So what are you trying to say? What I mean to say is that the principle behind this is that people who have high efficacy in situations believe that anything and everything which happens to them in their life is a result of that doing. 
which means it doesn't matter if he succeeds or if he fails, he takes responsibility for those actions. People with low self-efficacy, on the other hand, have a tendency of blaming the world around them. Blame your boss for not giving you a promotion. You blame your parents for not giving you an education. You blame your friends for influencing you to do shit you didn't want to do. You blame the entire world, but you fail to take responsibility for your actions. I love this last rule because it gives you a sense of reassurance that you are in control of your life. It gives you a meaning that anything and everything in your life right now can be changed because it's in your hands. It gives you a feeling of empowerment which makes you believe that you have the power to change the situation you are in right now. Okay, let me give you an example. Say, for example, you invested loads of money in a business, loads of money into something you thought is going to work out, and you put in your life savings into it. And for some reason, it didn't plan out. Just for some reason, it didn't work out, and the entire thing burns to the ground. You have two ways of looking at it. You could either blame your client, you could maybe blame the recession, you could maybe blame your partners, your colleagues, your employees. You could put the blame on every single body in the world. But, but the fact of the matter is, you could have done a better job in investing. You could have done a better research in knowing exactly where to invest or when to invest something. That responsibility does fall onto you in a way. The second you start to accept that responsibility is the time which you start to understand. And I am not blaming you. It is scary to take responsibility for everything in your life. If you are in a bad place right now, I can imagine that you feel completely stressed out to even take responsibility for that. But the sooner you start taking responsibility, the sooner you start taking yourself accountable, you start to understand that you can work on it. Because if you never accept that, you can never change something about yourself. You can never work towards making a better version of what you want. I do understand with, with the current corona situation, many companies are laying off people across the world. But think about this for one second. Are they laying off every single body? Or are they laying off the people who add less value to the organization? Think about that for one second. Yes, there are going to be times which is not in your control. But you can turn every situation around. If you really believe that, you can take responsibility and make change. That is rule number five. So those were the rules to increase your self-efficacy by Mr. Martin Meadows. Yes, I improvised it here and there, but those are the basic rules. If you got the idea of it, it all started off with setting goals slightly above your ability. Then we moved on to making goals simpler and easier. From there, looking at the goal as a whole and understanding the key concepts behind the goal. 
we then looked at how you can reframe your psychological view of a goal or an obstacle and the last one was very simply take control of your actions and life because you are the one who's responsible at the end so that's episode one thank you so much for tuning in this week i know the mic is bad but we are working on it so until next time stay safe stay home and we'll see you there